0: Okay, I have um, sort of a complicated topic to talk about today. I haven't thought of a good name for it. I'm sure I will by the time I post it. Actually, who knows? Maybe I won't. But um, right now I've sort of listed this as under the title Small and Furry Shall Inherit the Earth. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be the most appropriate title, but uh, that's where I'm starting from. And the idea here is that if we follow the process of evolution entropy and all that stuff uh, which i've talked about a little bit for before and we'll talk about again in more depth Um, but for now uh, suffice it to say that the basic process with pascal's triangle which i talk about all the time is um, one of two processes two possible court moves on each step as we, as we move through the universe, each, each moment in time, that things can either contract or expand. And, you know, we see that in, in so many different ways of contraction and expansion in our universe. Um, obviously on far more complex levels with the more complex things, you know, like human beings and, and suns and galaxies and so on. But in general, each, uh, each thing can either contract or expand at any moment in time. We can either exhale or inhale, you know. Of course, there's, there's the brief moment in between those two when we're sort of changing around. But, but basically, the basic functions of reality are, are contracting and expanding. And as we, as we move down Pascal's triangle, as we move uh, through the universe as time continues, uh, goes on and we expand things in the universe, the complexity of things, the randomness, um, moves stuff into more and more complex combinations of things. So understanding that, thinking about that, that that is evolution, the process of biology, expanding and making more diverse and weird and crazy and quote random things out there, more complexity. in our things. You know, of course there's also contraction where where individual things come together and we have things called societies for that, for example, and ecosystems. So nothing is ever totally expanding or contracting in 100% otherwise. There wouldn't be a complicated universe for us to find interesting and to talk about. We wouldn't even exist because we're interesting. (laughs) So this this process um, is never, you know, it's always sort of a little bit of a struggle to say, you know, this is going to happen because, of course, whatever we say, this is, you know, X is going to happen. You know, there's going to be a little bit of Y happening at the same time. Um, And sometimes there'll be more Y than less. But in general, our universe is becoming more and more complex. Um, We can talk about that in, in another idea in, an, in another topic, another podcast, whatever. Um, but for now, I want to say that if this is the process that we have, if this, this evolution entropy is in fact the process that our universe is is moving through, then that means that our society, too, while it, it has come together for the most part, what I see is happening uh, is the same process that happens with all individuals, all biological and non-biological Persons, places, and things is that, on in some sense, the uh, it it gets more complex, and we have more individuals doing more diverse things. Uh, Specialization is what we call it with society that individuals have become more specialized and more able to do um, small jobs in far more accomplished ways. You know, we can build skyscrapers but not everyone can build a skyscraper you know we can we can sail across the ocean but not everyone sails across the ocean so so there's special specialization within the jobs uh, that are required for a complex society and i see the same thing happening with our politics Um, and as i was saying to someone earlier today I don't think there's anyone out there human being in our modern society who is happy with the current government, even the people who are in charge of the current government. Certainly, I think this is true in the United States and and most other Western countries where we have, quote, democracy or uh, representative democracy or whatever you want to call it. What we have is a system where we're trying to, you know, it's this whole idea of one size fits all. It's this top down form of government which just never works for anyone for any length of time. You know, at best, it can work for a few people for a brief period of time and then start failing because you, you can't please everyone with the exact same approach ever. You know, it just, we are literally diverse beings. And, and as I've mentioned that, you know, the idea is that evolution is all about expanding diversity, expanding specialization. So if we see that in our government, what does that look like? Well, we already have a whole, planet of different governments except that we don't really we have a, a planet where there are a few basic experimental governments most of them joined together with this shared ideology of um, consumerism of capitalism of, of the whole idea of money and uh, competition and sort of us against them and you're either with us or you're against us, right? You know, and and of course there's a slight more complexity to that, you know. And some of the more advanced uh, political thinkers, you know, they 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 think things, see things in more a little more um, complexity and a little more subtleties here and there, and it's not totally us against them. However. Still, in general, this, this basic centralized system that all the governments that have sort of come together, most of them have come together to kind of agree on. Um, it just doesn't work. You know, I mean, look at Greece. Look at, you know, Puerto Rico right now, currently. Look at, look at anyone, basically, right now. And they're, they're unhappy with the way the system is working. It, it is not sur- suiting anyone's needs in any general sense for any length of time you know at best we're getting a little bit of what we want but you know that that's not a healthy system so what does diversity really look like you know we have these we have these large small me, small to medium systems that hook up into a larger system but when you look at a healthy living system to be honest we don't have anything in the human body that is universal throughout the entire system except the centralized nervous system which conveys information and the centralized um, blood system vascular system that moves blood around circulatory system that moves it's sort of all connected with the vascular system that it moves um, oxygen matter uh, going into the the stomach, you know, it moves these, these material things that go into our body, and it moves them around and converts them into energy. So we have these two systems, and those are the only two systems that are in universal throughout our body. And if we have these universal things as a central system... Pretty much everyone is going to agree that that's going to be useful because we really, I mean, if you talk to anybody, even the most libertarian, anti-government, small government types, um, they generally will say, well, yeah, you know, infrastructure, roads, maybe some police, but, um, you know, Maybe helping organize the you know, communication systems, the tool, the uh, television and radio and and internet. You know, maybe we want some the government slightly involved in that, or at least some sort of centralized system, whether it's officially a government or not. I mean, right now for the for the internet, we have um, we have an organization that that allocates and decides. It's it's a non-profit organization that decides. Um, how the addressing system you know so when you type in an address it looks up a number and that number is you know that sort of system we have a nonprofit organization that that oversees that so that's kind of a government it's you know it's a global government or at least mostly global um right now it's mostly in the united states but certainly other countries have some input into it and you know eventually a lot of them would like to have more input into it So, most people can agree, most humans at least, in definitely Western society who are interested in what you might call a democracy or at least a a system where most people are represented and taken care of, that the universal systems that we would like, the global systems that we generally support putting public resources into, are these infrastructure systems of communication and Material moving around, transportation, those kinds of things, shipping. Everything else gets argued over. So, my what I see is happening is that we're going to have these these two centralized systems that are going to be highly organized, um, probably primarily all voluntary. Um, a healthy government is one where people actually want to be running the system and they want to be doing these jobs, not they're doing them just to get a paycheck you know there's some people obviously do it for both but if you if you if you go back to like the basic income or something like that if if everyone's getting taken care of for the most part you know they're not going to be doing a job just for the money just to survive so you want the people in there to voluntarily do these jobs for the most part getting the same income they would get if they were doing any other random job or not even working Um, but that's for another another topic that i've talked about basic income in another podcast so, what about all these other diverse things? What about all these these little mini-governments that are going to be popping up that I call these small and furry governments? Well, I see them as being f- quite local, for the most part, depending on what we're talking about. Of course, if we're talking about... Um, you know, a neighborhood, literally getting together and deciding, you know, how they want to structure their community, where they want the stores to be, that sort of thing. That's going to be totally local. That, I mean, pretty much needs to be totally local, because the local people are the ones who are going to be using these things, and they're going to be the ones that need to be happy with them. Obviously, people are going to be moving in and out, so you want, you want some input from outside, and people who are visiting, and that sort of thing, definitely, should be should be considered when that sort of thing. But on, in general, the local governments are going to make decisions about their local area and whatever they're concerned about, whatever they need. And then you're going to have somewhat larger systems that are going to be sort of connecting the small, the very local stuff with these larger, um, the circulatory and the nervous system, the, the very large infrastructures. You're going to have to sort of in between Either governments or organizations or whatever you want to call them, and those are going to be the the ones that sort of figure out how to move resources around, whether they're material resources or informational resources, and they're going to you know have to help coordinate stuff like that. So we're going to have several levels of of centralized, quote, centralized government. And a lot of them, these centralized governments are going to be very, very small, in which case we're just going to call them decentralized governments. And they're going to be so diverse that every area is going to have its own little mini government that is, again, voluntarily run. You know, nobody's going to be, there isn't going to be one person who's going to make, you know, the the most authoritarian you're going to get might be, you know, a very small group of people who say, hey, you're really good at this. Why don't you, you know, make these decisions and, and, you know, check with us once in a while, but for the most part, run with it, you know, and these are going to be 100%, you know, 100% democracy. These are going to be little tiny communities where they're they're going to have a consensus about who they want to make decisions for them. And if they don't have a consensus, then they will, you know, negotiate and and say, you know, okay, well, I don't agree to that. Let's, let's figure out another solution. And yes, this is challenging, but you know what? It's a lot less challenging than what we're doing right now when we're trying to make one decision for everyone, because that really doesn't work. If you have very small communities, groups, neighborhoods, whatever, governments, each one of them has to please fewer people, and they have the resources they only need to organize in a small area, so they can ask for help from outside, but for the most part, you know, they're going to be using local resources for most of the stuff that they need to do, whether that's information or or material resources. Obviously, information is free to go all around the world and, you know, be copied infinitely, and, you know, you, there, there's no limit to re- um, information resources, whereas material resources, obviously, are somewhat more limited, but with our... Innovation, technology, and just general ingenuity of being a human being—we're going to be able to make a lot of more of what we need from the resources that we have. Not necessarily genetic engineering or anything like that, although that I'm sure will be some of it. But as long as it's being done on a consensus basis then we don't have to worry so much because people aren't going to be motivated to make something for profit and to you know not care about the future these are going to be people who are thinking carefully about their future because they're so invested in this this micro government these decentralized little mini hubs of government so i think that's a really interesting thing to think about And if you're looking at this from an activist point of view, or any kind of sort of rail-against-the-government point of view, revolution, what I like to say is that in the small and furry government, as opposed to the the dinosaur government, the too-big-for-its-own-good government, what happened in in, in biological evolution in the past? with non-social evolution, we had the small and furry mammals. They didn't attack the dinosaurs. They didn't try to kill them off. They didn't, you know, rail against them. They didn't have a revolution. (laughs) They, They didn't waste any energy on opposing the dinosaurs any more than, you know, They wasted on just surviving. They simply didn't really pay much attention to the dinosaurs. They just kind of had to live and let live, you know, stay out of my way, I'll stay out of your way, and we'll have our separate lives. And they just did their own thing. And then when the dinosaurs died off, as they naturally did, because they were simply too big to be sustainable, in the same way that our government, our totally centralized, top down, one-size-fits-all type government, is too big for its own health. You know, it, it can't function, so it is going to die off in this minimal way where it's going to sort of contract back into its most useful function. Again, this this very simple nervous system and circulatory system. And then the the small and furry governments, you know, us, quote, little people, you know, from the bottom up, emerging out of this as the dinosaurs die off, we're just going to have been doing our own little thing, creating our own little communities and homes uh, without having to waste any effort trying to harm the large government system which just is just naturally going to die off just like the dinosaurs so think about that instead of being an activist against something and spending so much of your efforts arguing and fighting and protesting and complaining, consider spending at least a large portion of your efforts creating, as as Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world, creating what you actually want in a government, in your micro environment, in your micro government, your small little space, you know, really work to figure out how things can, can function on a very, very, very local level, get together with your neighbors, and say, hey, let's, focus at least a portion of our day, every day, as much as possible, on solving our own problems. You know, what do we actually need? Organize ourselves. What do we need? What do we have? And how can we use what we have to get what we need? And how do we bring in the kinds of help That we that might be able to get us over this this little hump that we have, whether it's a leadership issue or, you know, just uh, figuring out how to use the resources you have or analyzing the resources you have. You can certainly bring in outside help. But if you're starting from the point of a small group and figuring out just how to work together as a small group then you're going to perfect a government system so that when the big government might happen to fail, that big dinosaur falls down and stops being able to support itself because it's just so huge and unwieldy, then you are going to be in a position to say, hey, I've got a great idea. This is what worked already. This is what worked for us. You know, we can share some information with you guys. And so that the idea can spread. The meme of a healthy consensus-based or whatever form of government you decide works for yourself, you know, experimenting on this small scale, and then you can, we can scale up a little bit. And certainly people can have the option of saying, okay, this worked over here, this worked over here. You know, we're going to pick which one works for us. And if you look at, I have a, a diagram called the four dimensions of government, And if you look at that, you can see, it might be a little controversial, but you can see that there are are several different dimensions to government and how we approach what we're prioritizing, whether it's prioritizing the things we we need to take in, the material resources that we want to input into ourselves, or the freedom to express ourselves to output things. Um, And you know, everybody has a different need depending on where they are, what they have and, you know, their personality, whatever. So individual forms of these governments can have very different structures and work really well simply because there are different needs and there are different ecosystems and there are different societies and personalities. So once you have um, decided just to have a small central government, a little tiny micro government, then you can sort of look at this list and say, you know, how are how would we consider even structuring our thing? I mean, you can just sort of wing it and do whatever you want. Um, but if you look at this diagram, you can at least organize things into what your priorities might be, especially focusing on who's going to be doing what, who's going to be making decisions, and how how universal your agreements need to be, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's just an idea to consider, and I sort of wanted to point it out because I think this is a really interesting way to structure our government in a far more natural Way that, that works with the process of entropy and evolution, and this whole concept of expanding diversity and complexity, while also contracting the sort of more useful centralized things. So that the you know, for example, a sun is a large thing and it's and it's and it's fairly uniform in a general sense. It's it's far less complex than a human being. It's far less complex even than a planet Earth. But it's still very useful. We really want to keep the sun around. So in some things in some elements the universe does contract things into these these larger simplistic things and that's where i see our centralized government contracting into a a large centralized circulatory system and nervous system whereas the rest of the stuff can be bottom-up and totally diverse and wide-ranging and weird and you can move from one system to another and you can figure out things within each system and decide and be what's what's the term not flexibility but there's there's a new term uh, in business oh i can't think of it it's um agile agile you can be agile in your governments as well as in your business so that you can f- change and flow each each little micro government can change far more easily when you've only got you know what's what's uh I think it's a hundred, is it 144 is is the number of individuals they've decided, you know, after which it starts to break down and separate, but, you know, up to 144 or something like that, some number where individuals all know one another and sort of feel like a part of a team kind of thing. So anything below that, you know, is going to be far more agile and flexible and functional and consensus based than anything that gets any larger. So, you know, consider that. Look at, you know, the forms of government that could possibly exist as far as these four dimensions. Um, I I consider the four dimensions, there are different ways of describing the four dimensions, and I've also got a little, um, a little sort of test that you can take to decide what your personal preference for a government might be and again there are different ways of describing these contraction and expansion functions on each of the different levels the four different dimensions of our brain from the the physical input and output to the emotional sort of relational interpersonal input and output to the the sort of third person group intellectual sort of objective viewpoint and then the fourth person um sort of Things things over time, you know, objects as they change over time and move yeah. and, you know, evolve kind of thing. So these four different levels and each of them have an input or an output focus. And um, so, you know, explore these and let me know what you think if you have other ideas for terminology. Again, some of this is controversial. Some of it is probably highly inaccurate as, as I stumble around trying to give terms to these... You know, to what is 101, you know, what is the first dimension of physical output, uh, emotional input, and physical and um, intellectual output? You know, what is that in a government form? I I called it, I've called it a bunch of different things, but I don't think I've gotten the right term. Um, So if you have any suggestions, please do contact me. Please check these out if you're at all interested in sort of forming small governments. And I have uh, I have a whole other um, a whole other project that maybe I'll link to involved in actually setting these things up and I'll I'll have I'll talk about these in other areas. But anyway, uh, if you want to contact me, you can email me at thewiseturtle.com. <laughs> Sorry, thewiseturtle at gmail You can also go to um, my blog which has all of these podcasts and other things on it and you can get there by going through turl, t-u-r-i-l, org, which will take you to my wordpress blog and you can also find me on reddit at uh, if you go to www.reddit.com slash user u-s-e-r slash turl t-u-r-i-l and I look forward to hearing from you thanks a lot Have a good one.